You're listening to The Ancient Tradition. A Wonk Media Production. Music provided by Joseph McDade. Here's your host, Dr. Jack Logan. Welcome to The Ancient Tradition. I'm your host, Jack Logan. In this podcast, Audio Writ, you'll find recordings of ancient and modern writings, which are directly relevant to the ancient tradition. And this refers to the first religious tradition that was imparted to human beings in the beginning. On this platform, you can find an entire podcast dedicated to trying to reconstruct the first religious tradition from all of the evidence that we can find in the historical record. If you haven't given it a listen, I highly recommend it. Just search for The Ancient Tradition Podcast or visit our website, theancienttradition.com. Today's audio recording is of tablets one to four of the ancient Babylonian creation myth, the Enuma Elish, and sometimes it's known as the Seven Tablets of Creation. The title Enuma Elish comes from the opening words of the epic, which in Akkadian means, quote, when on high, and this refers to the exalted position of the Babylonian gods and their dwelling place in the heavens. The Enuma Elish creation myth is one of the oldest stories in the world, and it begins with a description of the pre-creative state of the universe as undifferentiated water, the primordial waters of chaos, which were personified by the Babylonians by the goddess Tiamat and her consort Apsu. From these waters, the gods are born. The gods become restless and rebellious, which leads to a series of violent conflicts and ultimately to the death of Apsu. The Enuma Elish is included here because the myth is highly symbolic and it touches on many important themes which are relevant to the ancient tradition. Most importantly, the victory of the god Marduk over the forces of chaos. You can check out our discussions of the Enuma Elish on our sister podcast, The Ancient Tradition. Scholars date the epic to sometime between the 18th and 16th centuries BC, and this recording of the Enuma Leash comes from Leonard W. King's 1902 English translation. The Enuma Elish, Tablet 1. When in the height heaven was not named, and the earth beneath did not yet bear a name, and the primeval Apsu, who begat them, and Chaos, Tiamat, the mother of them both. Their waters were mingled together. No field was formed, no marsh was to be seen. When of the gods none had been called into being, and none bore a name, and no destinies were ordained. Then were created the gods in the midst of heaven. Lamu and Lahamu were called into being. Ages increased. Then Anshar and Kishar were created, and over them long were the days. Then there came forth Anu, their son, Anshar and Anu, and the god Anu. Nudimud, whom their fathers, his begetters, abounding in all wisdom. He was exceeding strong. He had no rival. Thus were established the great gods. But Tiamat and Apsu were still in confusion. They were troubled and in disorder. And Tiamat roared. Apsu was not diminished in his might. 
She smote in their deeds. Their way was evil. Then Apsu, the begetter of the great gods, cried unto Mumu, his minister, and said unto him, O Mumu, thou minister that rejoices my spirit, come unto Tiamat, let us go. So they went, and before Tiamat they lay down. They consulted on a plan with regard to the gods, their sons. Apsu opened his mouth and spake. And to Tiamat, the glistening one, he addressed the word. By day I cannot rest, by night I cannot lie down in peace. But I will destroy their way, I will. Let there be lamentation and let us lie down again in peace. When Tiamat heard these words, she raged and cried aloud. She uttered a curse and unto Apsu she spake, What then shall we do? Let their way be made difficult and let us lie down again in peace. Mumu answered and gave counsel unto Apsu. And hostile to the gods was the counsel Mumu gave. Come, their way is strong, but thou shalt destroy it. Then by day shalt thou have rest, by night thou shalt lie down in peace. Apsu hearkened unto him, and his countenance grew bright, since he, Mumu, planned evil against the gods his sons. He was afraid. His knees became weak. They gave way beneath him. Because of the evil which their firstborn had planned, lamentation, they sat in sorrow. Then Ea, who knoweth all that is, went up, and he beheld their muttering, his pure incantation, misery, the god Anu, the avenger, and he shall confound Tiamat, he forever the evil he spake. They he hath conquered, and he weepeth and sitteth in tribulation of fear, we shall not lie down in peace. Opsu is laid waste, and Mumu, who were taken captive in, thou didst. Let us lie down in peace. They will smite. Let us lie down in peace. Thou shalt take vengeance for them. Unto the tempest shalt thou. And Tiamat hearkened unto the word of the bright God, and said, Shalt thou entrust? Let us wage war. The gods in the midst of. For the gods did she create. They banded themselves together, and at the side of Tiamat they advanced. They were furious. They devised mischief without resting night and day. They prepared for battle, fuming and raging. They joined their forces and made war. Umu Hubur, who formed all things, made in addition weapons invincible. She spawned monster serpents, sharp of tooth and merciless of fang. With poison instead of blood, she filled their bodies. Fierce, monster vipers, she clothed with terror. With splendor, she decked them. She made them of lofty stature. Whoever beheld them, terror overcame him. Their bodies reared up, and none could withstand their attack. She set up vipers and dragons and the monster at Lahamu, and hurricanes and raging hounds and scorpion men, and mighty tempests, and fishmen, and rams. They bore cruel weapons without fear of the fight. Her commands were mighty. None could resist them. After his fashion, huge of stature, she made eleven monsters. Among the gods who were her sons, inasmuch as he had given her support, she exalted Kingu. In their midst, she raised him to power. 
to march before the forces to lead the host, to give the battle signal to advance to the attack, to direct the battle, to control the fight. Unto him she entrusted, and costly raiment she made him sit, saying, I have uttered thy spell, in the assembly of the gods I have raised thee to power. The dominion over all the gods have I entrusted unto him. Be thou exalted, thou my chosen spouse. May they magnify thy name over all of them, the Anunnaki. She gave him the tablets of destiny on his breast. She laid them, saying, Thy command shall not be without avail, and the word of thy mouth shall be established. Now Kingu, thus exalted, having received the power of Anu, decreed the fate among the gods his sons, saying, Let the opening of your mouth quench the fire god. Whoso is exalted in the battle, let him display his might. Tablet 2 Tiamat made weighty her handwork. Evil she wrought against the gods her children. To avenge Apsu, Tiamat planned evil. But how she had collected her forces, the god unto Ea divulged. Ea hearkened to this thing. And he was grievously afflicted, and he sat in sorrow. The days went by, and his anger was appeased. And to the place of Anshar, his father, he took his way. He went, and standing before Anshar, the father who begat him, all that Tiamat had plotted, he repeated unto him, saying, Tiamat, our mother, hath conceived a hatred for us. With all her force she rageth full of wrath. All the gods have turned to her. With those whom ye created, they go at her side. They are band together, and at the side of Tiamat they advance. They are furious. They devise mischief without resting night and day. They prepare for battle, fuming and raging. They have joined their forces and are making war. Umuhubur, who formed all things, hath made in addition weapons invincible. She hath spawned monster serpents sharp of tooth and merciless of fang. With poison instead of blood, she hath filled their bodies. Fierce monster vipers, she hath clothed with terror. With splendor, she hath decked them. She hath made them of lofty stature. Whoever beholdeth them is overcome by terror. Their bodies rear up, and none can withstand their attack. She hath set up vipers and dragons, and the hurricanes and raging hounds, and scorpion men and mighty tempests, and fishmen, and rams. They bear cruel weapons without fear of the fight. Her commands are mighty. None can resist them. After this fashion, huge of stature, has she made eleven monsters. Among the gods who are her sons, inasmuch as he hath given her support, she hath exalted Kingu. In their midst she hath raised him to power. To march before the forces, to lead the host, to give the battle signal, to advance to the attack, to direct the battle, to control the fight. Unto him hath she entrusted, in costly raiment she hath made him sit, saying, I have uttered thy spell, in the assembly of the gods I have raised thee to power. The dominion over all the gods have I entrusted unto thee. Be thou exalted, thou my chosen spouse. May they magnify thy name over all of them. She hath given him the tablets of destiny. On his breast she hath laid him, saying, 
Thy command shall not be without avail, and the word of thy mouth shall be established. Now King U, thus exalted, having received the power of Anu, decreed the fate for the gods, her sons, saying, Let the opening of your mouth quench the fire god. Whoso is exalted in the battle, let him display his might. When Anshar heard how Tiamat was mightily in revolt, he bit his lips. His mind was not at peace. He made a bitter lamentation. Battle, thou, Mumu and Apsu, thou hast smitten. But Tiamat hath exalted Kingu, and where is one who can oppose her? Deliberation. Anshar unto his son addressed the word, My mighty hero, whose strength is great and whose onslaught cannot be withstood, go and stand before Tiamat, that her spirit may be appeased, that her heart may be merciful. But if she will not hearken unto thy word, our word shalt thou speak unto her, that she may be pacified. He heard the word of his father Anshar, and he directed his path to her. Towards her he took the way. Anu drew nigh, he beheld the muttering of Tiamat, but he could not withstand her, and he turned back. Anshar, he spake unto him, upon me. An avenger, valiant, in the place of his decision, he spake unto him, thy father. Thou art my son, who maketh merciful his heart. To the battle shalt thou draw nigh. He that shall behold thee shall have peace. And the Lord rejoiced at the word of his father. And he drew nigh and stood before Anshar. Anshar beheld him, and his heart was filled with joy. He kissed him on the lips, and his fear departed from him. O my father, let not the word of thy lips be overcome. Let me go, that I may accomplish all that is in thy heart. O Anshar, let not the word of thy lips be overcome. Let me go, that I may accomplish all that is in thy heart. What man is this, who hath brought thee forth to battle? Tiamat, who is a woman, is armed and attacketh thee. Rejoice and be glad. The neck of Tiamat shalt thou swiftly trample underfoot. Rejoice and be glad. The neck of Tiamat shalt thou swiftly trample underfoot. O my son, who knoweth all wisdom, pacify Tiamat with the pure incantation. Speedily set out upon thy way. For thy blood shall not be poured out, thou shalt return again. The Lord rejoiced at the word of his father. His heart exulted, and unto his father he spake. O Lord of the gods, destiny of the great gods, if I, your avenger, conquer Tiamat and give you life, appoint an assembly, make my fate preeminent and proclaim it. In Upshukin Kanaku, seat yourselves joyfully together. With my word in place of you will I decree fate. May whatsoever I do remain unaltered. May the word of my lips never be changed nor made of no avail. Tablet 3 Anshar opened his mouth, and unto Gaga his minister spake the word. O Gaga, thou minister that rejoicest my spirit, unto Lamu and Laamu will I send thee. Thou canst attain, thou shalt cause to be brought before thee, let the gods, all of them, make ready for a feast. At a banquet, let them sit. Let them eat bread. Let them mix wine. That for Marduk, their avenger, they may decree the fate. Go, Gaga, stand before them. And all that I tell thee, repeat unto them, and say, Anshar, your son, hath sent me.
The purpose of his heart he hath made known unto me. He saith that Tiamat, our mother, hath conceived a hatred for us. With all her force she rageth full of wrath. All the gods have turned to her. With those whom ye created they go at her side. They are banned together, and at the side of Tiamat they advance. They are furious, they devise mischief without raging night and day. They prepare for battle, fuming and raging. They have joined their forces and are making war. Umu Humbar, who formed all things, hath made in addition weapons invincible. She hath spawned monster serpents, sharp of tooth and merciless of fang. With poison instead of blood she hath filled her bodies. Fierce monster vipers she hath clothed with terror. With splendor she hath decked them, she hath made them of lofty stature. Whoever beholdeth them, terror overcometh him. Their bodies rear up, and none can withstand their attack. She hath set up vipers and dragons and the monster Lahamu, and hurricanes and raging hounds and scorpion men, and mighty tempests and fishmen and rams. They bear merciless weapons without fear of the fight. Her commands are mighty, none can resist them. After this fashion, huge of stature, hath she made eleven monsters. Among the gods who are her sons, inasmuch as he hath given her support, she hath exalted Kingu, in their midst she hath raised him to power, to march before the forces to lead the host, to give the battle signal to advance the attack, to direct the battle to control the fight. Unto him hath she entrusted in costly raiment she hath made him sit, saying, I have uttered thy spell in the assembly of the gods. I have raised thee to power. The dominion over all the gods have I entrusted unto thee. Be thou exalted, thou my chosen spouse. May they magnify thy name over all of them, the Anunnaki. She hath given him the tablets of destiny on his breast. She had laid them, saying, Thy command shall not be unto avail, and the word of thy mouth shall be established. Now King O, thus exalted, having received the power of Anu, decreed the fate for the gods, her sons, saying, Let the opening of your mouth quench the fire god. Whoso is exalted in the battle, let him display his might. I sent Anu, but he could not withstand her. Nudimud was afraid and turned back. But Marduk has set out the director of the gods, your son. To set out against Tiamat, his heart hath prompted him. He opened his mouth and spake unto me, saying, If I, your avenger, conquer Tiamat and give you life, appoint an assembly, make my fate preeminent and proclaim it. In Upshuk Kinaku, seat yourselves joyfully together. With my word in place of you will I decree fate. May whatsoever I do remain unaltered. May the word of my lips never be changed nor made of no avail. Hasten, therefore, and swiftly decree for him the fate which you bestow, that he may go and fight your strong enemy. Gaga went, he took his way, and humbly before Lamu and Lahamu, the gods, his fathers, he made obscience and he kissed the ground at their feet. He humbled himself, then he stood up and spake unto them, saying, Anshar, your son, hath sent me. The purpose of his heart he hath made known unto me. He saith that Tiamat, our mother, hath conceived a hatred for us. With all her force she rageth full of wrath. All the gods have turned to her. With those whom ye created they go at her side. They are banned together, and at the side of Tiamat they advance. They are furious. They devise mischief without resting night and day. They prepare for battle, fuming and raging. 
They have joined their forces and are making war. Umu Hubur, who formed all things, hath made in addition weapons invisible. She hath spawned monster serpents, sharp of tooth and merciless of fang. With poison instead of blood, she hath filled their bodies. Fierce monster vipers hath she clothed with terror. With splendor she hath decked them. She hath made them of lofty stature. Whoever beholdeth them, terror overcometh him. Their bodies rear up, and none can withstand their attack. She hath set up vipers and dragons and the monster Lahamu, and hurricanes and raging hounds and scorpion men, and mighty tempests and fishmen and rams. They bear merciless weapons without fear of the fight. Her commands are mighty. None can resist them. After the fashion, huge of stature, has she made eleven monsters. Among the gods who are her sons, inasmuch as he hath given her support, she hath exalted Kingu. In their midst she hath raised him to power, to march before the forces to lead the host, to give the battle signal to advance to the attack, to direct the battle to control the fight. Unto him hath she entrusted in costly raiment, she hath made him sit, saying, I have uttered thy spell. In the assembly of the gods, I have raised thee to power. The dominion over all the gods have I entrusted unto thee. Be thou exalted, thou my chosen spouse. May they magnify thy name over all of them, the Anunnaki. She hath given him the tablets of destiny. On his breast she laid them, saying, Thy command shall not be without avail, and the word of thy mouth shall be established. Now Kingu, thus exalted, having received the power of Anu, decreed the fate for the gods, her sons, saying, Let the opening of your mouth quench the fire god. Whoso exalted in the battle, let him display his might. I sent Anu, but he could not withstand her. Nudimud was afraid and turned back. But Marduk hath set out the director of the gods, your son. To set out against Tiamat, his heart hath prompted him. He opened his mouth and spake unto me, saying, If I, your avenger, conquer Tiamat and give you life, appoint an assembly, make my fate preeminent, and proclaim it. In Upshukanaku, set yourselves joyfully together with my word in place, and you will I decree fate. May whatsoever I do remain unaltered. May the word of my lips never be changed nor made of no avail. Hasten, therefore, and swiftly decree for him the fate which you bestow, that he may go and fight your strong enemy. Lamu and Lahamu heard and cried aloud. All of the Igigi wailed bitterly, saying, What has been altered so that they should? We do not understand the deed of Tiamat. Then did they collect and go. The great gods, all of them who decreed fate, they entered in before Anshar, they filled they kissed one another in the assembly. They made ready for the feast at the banquet they sat. They ate bread. They mixed sesame wine. The sweet drink, the mead, confused there. They were drunk with drinking. Their bodies were filled. They were wholly at ease. Their spirit was exalted. Then for Marduk, their avenger, did they decree the fate. Tablet number four. They prepared for him a lordly chamber. Before his fathers as prince he took his place. Thou art chiefest among the great gods. Thy fate is unequaled. Thy word is Anu. O Marduk, thou art chiefest among the great gods. Thy fate is unequal. Thy word is Anu. 
Henceforth, not without a veil, shall be thy command. In thy power shall it be to exalt and to abase. Established shall be the word of thy mouth. Irresistible shall be thy command. None among the gods shall transgress thy boundary. Abundance, the desire of the shrines of the gods, shall be established in thy sanctuary, even though they lack offerings. O Marduk, thou art our avenger. We give thee sovereignty over the whole world. Sit thou down in night, be exalted in thy command. Thy weapon shall never lose its power, it shall crush thy foe. O Lord, spare the life of him that putteth his trust in thee. But as for the God who began the rebellion, pour out his life. Then set they in their midst a garment. And unto Marduk their firstborn they spake. May thy fate, O Lord, be supreme among the gods. To destroy and to create, speak thou the word, and thy command shall be fulfilled. Command now, and let the garment vanish. And speak the word again, and let the garment reappear. Then he spake with his mouth, and the garment vanished. Again he commanded it, and the garment reappeared. When the gods his fathers beheld the fulfillment of his word, they rejoiced, and they did homage unto him, saying, Marduk is king. They bestowed upon him the scepter, and the throne, and the ring. They gave him an invincible weapon, which overwhelmeth the foe. Go and cut off the life of Tiamat, and let the wind carry her blood into secret places. After the gods his fathers had decreed for the Lord his fate, they caused him to set out on a path of prosperity and success. He made ready the bow, he chose his weapon, he slung a spear upon him and fastened it. He raised the club, in his right hand he grasped it, the bow and the quiver he hung at his side. He set the lightning in front of him, with burning flame he filled his body. He made a net to enclose the inward parts of Tiamat. The four winds he stationed so that nothing of her might escape, the south wind and the north wind and the east wind and the west wind. He brought near to the net the gift of his father Anu. He created the evil wind and the tempest and the hurricane and the fourfold wind and the sevenfold wind and the whirlwind and the wind which had no equal. He sent forth the winds which he had created, the seven of them, to disturb the inward parts of Tiamat. They followed after him. Then the Lord raised the thunderbolt, his mighty weapon. He mounted the chariot, the storm unequaled for terror. He harnessed and yoked unto it four horses. Destructive, ferocious, overwhelming, and swift of pace were their teeth. They were flecked with foam. They were skilled. They had been trained to trample underfoot, mighty in battle, left and right. His garment was, he was clothed with terror. With overpowering brightness, his head was crowned. Then he set out. He took his way. And towards the raging Tiamat, he set his face. On his lips he held. He grasped in his hand. Then they beheld him, the gods beheld him, the gods his fathers beheld him, the gods beheld him. And the Lord drew nigh, he gazed upon the inward parts of Tiamat. He pierced the muttering of Kingu, her spouse. As Marduk gazed, Kingu was troubled in his gait. His will was destroyed and his motions seized. And the gods, his helpers, who marched by his side, beheld their leaders, and their sight was troubled. But Tiamat, she turned not her neck. 
With lips that failed not, she uttered rebellious words, Thy coming as Lord of the gods. From their places they have gathered, in thy place are they. Then the Lord raised the thunderbolt, his mighty weapon, and against Tiamat who was raging, thus he sent the word. Thou art become great, thou hast exalted thyself on high, and thy heart hath prompted thee to call to battle. Their fathers, thou hast exalted King Yu to be thy spouse. Thou hast him that even as Anu he should issue decrees. Thou hast followed after evil, and against the gods, my fathers, thou hast contrived thy wicked plan. Let then thy host be equipped, let thy weapons be girded on. Stand, I and thou, let us join battle. When Tiamat heard these words, she was like one possessed. She lost her reason. Tiamat uttered wild, piercing cries. She trembled and shook to her very foundations. She recited an incantation. She pronounced her spell, and the gods of the battle cried out for their weapons. Then advanced Tiamat and Marduk, the counselor of the gods. To the fight they came on, to the battle they drew nigh. The Lord spread out his net and caught her, and the evil wind that was behind him he let loose to her face. As Tiamat opened her mouth to its full extent, he drove the evil wind, while as yet she had not shut her lips. The terrible winds filled her belly, and her courage was taken from her, and her mouth she opened wide. He seized the spear and burst her belly. He severed her inward parts. He pierced her heart. He overcame her and cut off her life. He cast down her body and stood upon it. When he had slain Tiamat, the leader, her might was broken, her host was scattered, and the gods, her helpers, who marched by her side, trembled and were afraid and turned back. They took to flight to save their lives, but they were surrounded so they could not escape. He took them captive. He broke their weapons. In the net they were caught, and in the snare they sat down. The world they filled with cries of grief. They received punishment from him. They were held in bondage. And on the eleven creatures which he had filled with the power of striking terror, upon the troops of devils who marched at her, he brought affliction. Them and their opposition he trampled under his feet. Moreover, Kingu, who had been exalted over them, he conquered, and with the god Dugga he counted him. He took from him the tablets of destiny that were not rightly his. He sealed them with a seal, and in his own breast he laid them. Now after the hero Marduk had conquered and cast down his enemies, he had made the arrogant foe even like, and he had fully established Anshar's triumph over the enemy and had attained the purpose of Nudimud. Over the captive gods he strengthened his durance, and unto Tiamat, whom he had conquered, he returned. And the Lord stood upon Tiamat's hinder parts, and with his merciless club he smashed her skull. He cut through the channels of her blood, and he made the north wind bear it away into secret places. His fathers beheld, and they rejoiced and were glad. Presents and gifts he brought unto him. Then the Lord rested, gazing upon her dead body, while he divided the flesh and devised a cunning plan. He split her up like a flat fish into two halves. One half of her he established as a covering for heaven. He fixed a bolt. He stationed a watchman and bade them not to let her waters come forth. He passed through the heavens. He surveyed the regions thereof. And over against the deep he set the dwelling of Nudimud. 
And the Lord measured the structure of the deep, and he found Ishara, a mansion like unto it, the mansion Ishara, which he created as heaven. He caused Anu, Bel, and Ea in their districts to inhabit. That concludes the recording of the Enuma Elish, Tablets 1 to 4. I hope you enjoyed this audio recording. The Enuma Elish is one of the world's oldest stories, and it plays a very important role in our sister podcast, where we dive into comparative religion and share with you the amazing, mind-boggling parallels between religious traditions. I highly recommend you check it out. Just search for the Ancient Tradition Podcast. That wraps up this edition of Audio Writ. Remember, in the words of William Shakespeare, knowledge is the wing wherewith we fly to heaven. I'm Jack Logan. You've been listening to The Ancient Tradition, a Wonk Media production.